gift and it mimics it sort of mimics the experience we've had yeah as our as addicts and alcoholics we thought we saw clearly how everyone else had fucked us over and this and that but we were blind to the exact nature of the wrongs we didn't we were blind to our role in things yeah this is the dilemma i remember when i the first fourth step inventory i did i could not connect wendy who i resented for leaving me and seeing my role in it there's i just could not see it yeah and then after a few more months in aa and then i went to a, a thing called joe and charlie big book seminar in sacramento and they explained the fourth step and they explained how to see the fourth step as bringing to culminating in looking at your role in things. And I finally saw my role in things. I had an example of it. Yeah. It was mind boggling. It was like a row of lights going on. It was just incredible. And I ran into my, I left the hall and I went to my motel room and I did a fourth step. I wrote an inventory in about two hours not even hour and a half just was like streaming out because I finally saw my role. So when I put down Wendy and why do I resent Wendy because she left me and then what the, how did that affect the agenda? Well, it hurt my self-esteem, my emotional security, my, my sexual instinct, my financial security. She was rich and I wasn't and all this. And then I saw my role in things. Yeah. So the emphasis went off of Wendy and was put on me. Now, this is the beautiful thing, because most of my life, I would have been walking around with the emphasis on Wendy, how she had screwed me over. Yeah. How she had left me and stuff like that. That was that was <laughs> that Wendy was probably doing great. So like we say, a resentment is us like taking poison to hurt the other person. Yeah, It's just insane. So here I am, I do the fourth step and I see my role in things. And that light goes on. And so I got did the whole inventory very quickly. And what we're saying here in this message, in this meeting, is why is it that you don't want to do an inventory when you inventory people like that every second during the day? You walking around. If you're new here, you probably took this inventory right here. Yeah. Why is it there's so much resistance or reluctance to look at your own life? Yeah. It's interesting, right? Eh? And my feeling is because we're taken over by something, and that something lives through us as us, and it's more than happy to have you. Uh, emphasizing Wendy and the police and your wife and your husband and this and that and the alcohol. It doesn't want you to look at your role in things because you're going to see its role in things. Yeah. So the parasite does not want you to get to the fourth column of the inventory because you're going to recognize that which has defeated you isn't you. Yeah. What a huge recognition. Can you... Can you imagine what, how different it is where you believe you have defeated yourself and then finally you're, re, you're relieved of that misunderstanding and you see something foreign to us has defeated us? What an incredible opening, yeah?
And this to me is what we're offering here. Just a simple recognition based on page 64 of the big book of one of the ways you could look at your fourth step inventory. And this way is being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Self and us are not the same thing. Yeah. Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. There's the separation. We will now look at its, meaning self's common manifestations. It skips over. The paragraph ends. The next paragraph starts with about one-eighth of an inch of white, and it says resentment is the number one offender. If you follow this, resentment is a manifestation of self in your life. Why are you calling them yours? There you go. That's the whole message. This is the platform, is to recognize that which has defeated you and that which you're feeling guilty and shameful about after 35 years of sobriety, based on the actions that you were compelled to do, that decisions based on self led you to do, that you were driven by self to do, are not your behaviors. So now you can be free from the guilt and shame, which is like a stinking aroma, still, still permeating your space for 35 years. Come on. Wouldn't you see that as bondage of self? You're bound to guilt and shame based on you were the doer of shit that the disease of alcohol alcoholism motivated you to do. Where the hell is the relief? Yeah. And then not only do we call resentments mine, we call mental anxiety my fear. And then we call the acts of running over people to get what we want, which would be described as selfishness, self-centeredness, self-seeking and frightened, yes? It has self written all over it. Those things would lead to us not to take other people into consideration and just ram right over them to get what we want, was driven by self. We're us, we're not self. The freedom from the bondage of self is seeing it as not you, really. And maybe you don't believe you're seeing it as you, but I'm telling you, most of us are in the act of being identified as self right now. We are. Without knowing it, yeah? The unsuspected in, inner resource, which is so obvious, our spirit, yeah, is hidden by another unsuspected outer resource coming from the head. Now, it's damn good to start getting suspicious of that. And when you do, you're going to release the inner resource. And now it's going to become applicable in your life through doing steps four through nine. And you're going to now be moved, not by self, but by spirit. And there's going to be decisions made by un based on spirit that is going to bring you fortune that you feel you don't deserve. So you're now going to have gratitude as an effect. Yeah? What happens when you're led by something and the shit hits the fan? You get resentful. Yeah. What happens if you're led by something and everything goes great? You get grateful. Yeah. 
You're going to be driven by one or the other, in our view. In AA is very simplistic. It says perhaps there's a better way. There's only two options. Tell the truth that you've been trusting finite self. Yeah. Do what we do. And then there's going to be a migration of that trust and finite self to the infinite. And now you're going to be driven by the infinite instead of self. You'll be making decisions based on the infinite instead of self. Yeah. The infinite will impose itself on you and you'll find you'll feel great gratitude and relief. Yes. So, but if you keep calling, see, if you're driven, you're not the driver. If the, if the condition of our life is that we're being driven, we cannot be the driver. Yes. <laughs> you're either the car that's driven or that which is driving. it. Yeah. It's funny. It's what does they call it now? Self-driving cars. We've been like self-driving cars way before Tesla tried to run this stuff out. And we could have told Tesla early on, it ain't going to work. <laughs> Self-driven cars are not going to fucking work. <laughs> so this is the message, really. I heard this. I saw self as other than me. As soon as I saw it as other than me, the possibility of being free from it became available. Yeah. It gave me a nice review of my life in about five seconds. And basically my life had one theme, which was self was trying to get out of self since I was quite young. Yeah. Failed miserably. So there was a lot of blaming of self for, for failing. And then finally I realized I can't get out of self as self. Hallelujah. Yeah. So just like it says here about the family, all of my defeats have become the greatest form of success. Because I finally realized something. I can't get out of what I'm not in. I am not what the head says I am. I do not live like the head says I do. I don't, I don't move like the head says I do. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable to try to live out that image that the head keeps projecting. Yeah, I've been relieved of this bondage of self a day at a time. And the problem doesn't exist for me right now. Hallelujah. The problem isn't drinking or using. That just uh, gives it a lot to work with. The problem is the bondage of self, as it says. Yeah, we... Please relieve us of this bondage of self. Well, a lot of us here have been relieved of it. And I'll tell you, you can have you can hope to have the, the experience the problem doesn't exist for you, or you can live in the state the problem does not exist as you. They have two different events. If you're living as self, the problem may not exist for you every once in a while. But inv invariably, self is going to duplicate itself. If you see self as not true or foreign, you will be in a state of the problem doesn't exist as you anymore, which is much more reliable. Yeah, a state. You're now being able to enjoy peace of mind. You're feeling that energy flow in. 
you're, you're, uh, you're in a conscious presence. You've been reborn, like it talks about. Yeah, We're living it, many of us, at this Zoom right now. So this is what we offer. Why we offer it, because I didn't hear it in AA. And I've been in AA 35 years. Very healthy uh, community, San Francisco, and a lot of inspiration, a lot of enthusiasm. But I never heard uh, a clear description of the exact nature of the wrong. And I did hear how I was told how to do an inventory process. Many other people were told the same way. We're going to look at our resentments, our fears, our harms done to others. I do not believe they're ours. I don't. I do not believe they're ours. I do not believe it's even fear. It's mental anxiety. Yeah? That, that instrument of fear is in us, but what's playing the strings of it is mental anxiety. Because usually a lot of people are very fearful and there's no apparent threat. So there's nothing right now threatening them, yet they feel completely threatened. They must be listening to that which is playing God, which is the head. Yeah? The head's telling them something terrible is going to happen, and they live as if it's gonna it's happening now. Yeah. What is that but slavery? What does the bondage of self lead to? Slavery, obviously. Yes? You become enslaved to these old ideas. You don't need any shackles. You go in, you go, you put yourself to bed in the prison already. They don't need any guards. You never check if the door opens or not. You just believe it can't open. Yes? They don't need surveillance. You're not going to go anywhere. You're trying, no matter where you go, it's self trying to go to with as self. Yeah, that's the bondage of self. Yes. The bondage of self isn't America. It's if you're in Turkey, it's there. Yeah. If you're in Cambodia, it's there. If you're in a high, nice level in New York, it's there. If you're in the Bowery, it's there. There's a bondage of self. It doesn't need. It doesn't need the exact uh, what you imagine would be hell. It makes its own hell, doesn't it? Doesn't If you drop an alcoholic into heaven, it'll be hell in a day. Seriously. They'll be worried about some fucking thing. So this is relief and a stable relief because it's not experiential, it's conditional. It's before experiences, yeah? It's a freedom before the being the one that's experiencing shit. Yeah, so this is why we come here. Because uh, one thing I believe, people have the right to hear information. Now, what they do with it isn't my job, but they have the right to hear it, yes? And I'll tell you, in a place where a lot of suffering and discomfort abides, it's a good message. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes great relief isn't, doesn't, it won't last if it's just the absence of all the extreme chaos. Yeah. The extreme chaos is going to be chilled out. 
and then there's a discomfort there. We're talking about a, a bigger relief than the relief you get when the explosions stop. Yeah. We're talking about a relief of its own nature, not as an opposite effect of incredible, catastrophic fucking drama, but a relief before that, Be re a relief before the relief that comes after the drama. Yeah? Yeah. So please relieve us of the bondage of self. So, yeah. You want to ask any anyone have anything they want to share or whatever? Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Uh, Al's got his hand up. Al from Vegas. Ask me on mute, Al. Come on in. Yeah, Al from Vegas, Tabernacle Press. I have a question for the uh, speaker. Um, I love your focus on, thank you, Kurt. I love your focus on uh, step three and self and Self had defeated us and how you focus and gravitate on that specific aspect of what's kicked my butt today. But I'm going to ask you about this fact. The second half of step one, double dash that our lives had become unmanageable, unmanageable. I think for me, and I'd like to hear your riff on this, senor. I think for me, my thought life is unmanageable. And I'll just zip it right there, buddy boy. Well, yeah, but as a, re yeah, as a re response to the unmanageability of the thought life, we sought relief, and the relief we sought brought an unmanageability to the exterior life. Yes? I mean, to me, it was quite unmanageable, when I would go out, get loaded, expecting to have a good time and end up in jail. Yeah. So the unmanageability became externalized. Yeah. And we relied on and we returned to the inner in unmanageability to find us a way out of the exterior unmanageability. How insane is that? So that which got us into the thing, we, we we relied on to get us out of it. See, this is what changed when I read the book. I agreed more with after this on page 64 when they do the, uh, the whole s spiel where they say you have to be convinced of these three facts. And one of them is I was I'm alcoholic and I can, cannot manage my own life or something like that. Yeah. I do not believe the unmanageability was produced by my drinking. I believe the alcoholism is the unmanageability, like you said, yes? Yeah. So the way I look at the first step is I'm in, you know, I'm powerless over this and that, and uh, my life has become unmanageable because I was trying to manage it, yeah? And that I was self. So that's how I see it. But yeah, of course, it's unmanageable up there. So you do something out here to try to change it, and it doesn't work, does it? Yeah, no. Because the problem resides in the head, and it's a tricky problem. It says it's the one that's in the problem, and it will also say it's the one that's in the solution. Yeah? 
Self will say it's you, you're, it's, it's the one that's in the problem. And it will also say it's the one in the solution. Yeah, the self I suffer from tells me I'm working a program when I'm not, and I'm fine when I'm not, but I'm lost in self. And I can't see that because self don't reveal self to self. That's why you need a mentor or a sponsor hmm. so that people get to know you. And while you're telling yourself a story, they can see that it's not you when you can. Yeah. That's the whole point of being uh, familiar with, with at least a few people in the program. So they may be, if they take the, their role, like if I'm with, if I'm a friend of somebody, I'm not going to speak to them. Like I'm a, if I'm a, uh, a sponsor. Yeah. I have a guy who I'm a friend of, but I'm also his sponsor. So at a certain point when he's talking about something, I go, well, I'm going to have to speak to you as a sponsor right now. And I'm saying you're fucked. Yeah. Now, I probably wouldn't have said that if I was just hanging out with the dude. But I have a responsibility as a sponsor to point out shit to him. Yes. That he may not want to see. That's my job. Part of the job. What happens if you're your own sponsor? You don't have anyone to do that for you. Yeah. So now your own sponsor is, is writing out your daily plan. Yeah. And then you can see everyone else is fucked while you're fucked. So a lot of times when you start seeing everyone else is fucked, it's a projection of your being fucked. Yeah. That's when they pull in that cute little ism thing. I sponsor me. I sabotage me. Incredibly short memory. Yeah. Yes. That's why the community, that's why the we is so important. Because we're not all crazy at the same time. So, yeah. yeah. If you're not listening, you're going to listen to something. Yeah. And many of us are in the habit of listening to the head. And the head is playing God. Yeah. Now, the spirit is being God because that's its nature, if you want to call it that. That's completely different. Being God plays out a lot different than playing God. Yeah. And you, once you start having that feeling that's provided in the way of life of recovery, you start getting a sense of something that's being, which means it's not demonstrating any thought or effort to be what it is. And then something that's trying to play that role, which has to exert a lot of thought and effort into it. Yes. The head to convince you has to go through a lot of shit sometimes, doesn't it? It does. Be seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Do you have to go to seeing classes if your eyes are all right? No, the sense of spirit doesn't seem to express any thought or effort. But that which is playing God expresses a lot of thought and effort. Yeah, because it ain't God. <laughs> but it has us convinced it is. So it plays God with us. Yeah. Have you ever seen yourself? Remember, let's say if you had a significant other. Yeah. And you were seeing her not as the us, but as her from you. And let's say you were very fucking pissed at her. 
and then suddenly, and uh, and you were yelling, and suddenly uh, a stranger walked by. You shut the fuck up, yeah. Don't you? You want you don't want, but see, you figure she's so uh, in a certain relationship to you, you can fucking dump on her. Yeah, isn't that insane? But if it uh, if a stranger comes in, you shut up. Yeah, but someone who you supposedly love, you feel like you can dump a lot of shit on. Isn't that insane? Yeah. So there is, this is the primary point in recovery. It says there's got to be a quit playing God. It doesn't work. Where is that? Where is that event happening? Isn't it in your head? You listen to thoughts that tell you how things are, how things are going to be, how things will be, yeah? And it's producing, it's it's presenting false evidence quite a lot. And yet that false evidence appears real, and then we make decisions based on that false evidence appearing real, and it leads to consequences, Yes. So maybe the false evidence is you're going to feel much better if you just have a drink right now. And then you come to three days later and you're in a fucking rehab that you were in 12 years ago. Yeah. And you're asleep in a room with a couple of people that you think you're unique, uniquely different than. And you got to do what? You got to start doing the program again. There's no other possibilities. The beast got out. How did that, how, what opened its cage? False evidence appearing real. What happens when there is a freedom from the bondage of self? False evidence appears as false evidence. Yeah. So maybe you have a little discomfort in your head, but you're not making a 10 to 20 year prison sentence up. Yeah. That's great relief. No, it or not. Yeah, of course we want to bitch. Oh, I feel uncomfortable. At least you're not fucking in jail. You're not fucking running people over. Yeah. And if you start seeing thoughts as not yours, you're going to get relief from them. Yeah. If I had your thoughts running through my head, Al, I wouldn't listen to them as much as you shouldn't listen to them. I wouldn't listen to them because I'd have a built-in immunity because they're not my thoughts. But because they're held as my thoughts, I keep listening to them. Yeah? Great point. So I got is- one quick one. What? One more quick one while I got you. I'm sorry to step on your toes there. You want? You have a thought you wanted to uh, illuminate? Elucidate? No. Here's the other thing. I misquoted you. What the hell is the one you say? The five senses are pulling me and making a case. Is it for or against the five senses? It's neutral, the senses. When the head uses them as your senses, they may bring in misinformation. Yeah. They give you the raw data, but the head will make up different information. Yeah. If... If you're if they're not being claimed by the head, their recognition of being conscious, yeah, with no thought or effort. So the seeing is always before the seer, yes. 
So you are in an action. You're not a noun. You're not the seer, hearer, feeler, taster, toucher. You're the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It's different, yeah? The verb. has us as the seer, hearer, feeler, taster, toucher, which has really extracted a lot of living out of living. Yeah? So we're living an interpretation, a mental interpretation of the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking that has us as the seer, hearer, feeler, taster, toucher, thinker. Yeah. And suddenly we are the false evidence that's seeing false evidence. How are you going to how are you going to teach false evidence to see the difference between true or false evidence? You're not. You might you might just better realize it's not you tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. A house divided is what? Is divided against itself, yes? This is what happens with us, where it leads us to such an extreme that we think we hate ourselves or we're, we're our own worst enemy. The house is not divided. It, has, it, it, it is seen to be divided by the head, yes? Yes. Yeah, so... Wasn't your first, when I drank, it was a solution to the discomfort of, of self. Yeah, I felt uncomfortable at 12 years old, 13 years old, awkward, irritable, restless. Something was bothering me and the head was super loud. Yeah, and I didn't know I was looking for, I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't go out looking for beer. I was introduced to a beer at a night game of Little League. And once I drank the beer, I knew that's what I was looking for. Yeah, because I felt relief from the fucking head. So I went at it. Yeah, because I wanted that relief. Bar none. To the point where it led me to realize I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And that's what I felt like with untreated alcoholism or an extreme self-centeredness. What is an extreme self-centeredness? You can't get more self-centered than taking yourself to be self. You can't, yeah? That is the most extreme self-centeredness you can have. And most of us are starting there. We're so centered in self, we take ourselves to be self. I did tons of cocaine. I never thought I was cocaine, never. I truly believe in the mental addiction. We are living as the drug. The drug is self and we're living as self. Yes? Isn't that crazy? So it says no human power is going to help you with this, really. And it's true. Yeah. But something can, and that's true. Yeah. Tell the truth that you're fucked, and that may be the beginning of getting unfucked. Yeah. Admit to your innermost self that you can't pull this place off. Yeah. And ask for something to help you. Yeah. And make a decision to turn your will and life over to the care of something greater than this idea of you. Yeah. And the greater than the idea of you having an idea of God, because it always makes itself the bigger God 
when it's concerning the idea of God. Yeah. Yeah. First, you got to stop drinking and using. That's the essential thing. Is that the root of this problem? No, but it's essential. We got to stop drinking and using. What did you do when I when I was out there? I was so afraid to deal with the old shit. I just kept making new shit every day. With all the shit I had to deal with every day, I had no time to look at the old shit. I got sober, had a, didn't do anything stupid for a few months, and then I was then I was ready to start looking at the old shit and telling the truth about it. Yeah, it's going to be difficult if you keep making new shit up to see the old shit. And the old shit, you know, it's not burning ember. It's easier to see the remnants of self in there than it will be right now at this moment. But if you look back on the past and that fire is somewhat out, you'll be able to see the um, the remnants of self. It's written all over it, yeah? And maybe after you see it in the past, you'll start recognizing it as it builds up its little storm in the present. And therefore, you will not have to live the future of self. Yeah. You won't be bound by the self's future in this present moment. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I heard it something similar along the lines of if I don't oh, change my todays, then my yesterdays will continue to be my tomorrows. Exactly. And we don't. We don't try to change the day. We allow something else to change the day. That's the spirit of AA. This, to me, the spirit of AA is surrender, really. It's not, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the wheel of the car, but I'm getting it back in a few weeks. No, you fucking surrender your license, the fucking car, the wheel. Yeah? And you, you witness that something does for you what you couldn't do for yourself. And that becomes your new theme, I feel. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not a believer of uh, managing life at any point, really. <laughs> I'm just not a believer in it. I'm, all, I'm in the surrender camp. I'm in the surrendered camp now. Yeah. I don't think there's any advanced stages. I think it's surrender. Yeah. But you're able to recognize the universe's will for you every time the cat heads for the door. I mean, it's just blatantly obvious it's time to open the door. That's right. And most stuff is blatantly obvious. It's just you don't think so. I mean, if it's not a burning bush. If you were having a difficult situation, if you asked yourself this simple question, what is it you know that you don't want to know? It's quite mm. valid. Because most people who are calling me up, they want to hear an answer. But they know the situation. They just don't want to know it. Yeah? So something in them wants to keep them blind to its behavior, its activities. Yeah? So if you can stop and just ask yourself, what is it I know that I don't want to know. Well, what is, I know, I don't really, really like this person, but I like the situation they bring about my life. Yeah. 
So I, what I really know is I'm probably not going to stay here. So wouldn't it be nice to tell them now, instead of letting it get into such a situation, it's harder? What is it? But see, what I know is I don't want to do what I know because I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I want or lose what I have. Well, that fucking department has been surrendered over to this other power. Yeah. So now step out. You don't have to have a guaranteed stare and you'll see something will catch your foot. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're in, perhaps there's a different way. What is that way? Trusting finite self, trusting the infinite rather than finite self in action. Isn't that what we do here in AA? We do things we were afraid to do before and we learn we can face life successfully. Yeah. How do you learn to face life successfully? Facing life. That's how you learn. You got to face life to find out if you can face life successfully. You can't, you don't get a guarantee before you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then what your observation is, wow, I have faced life successfully. <laughs> That's your observation. Instead of you're not in your room with the curtains, you know, the a blanket for a window curtain getting loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're living, perhaps there's a different way. Trusting the infinite. You're living it. Yeah. You can learn a lot, man. A lot of people, what they are speaks louder than what they say. They've been living under this influence. You can feel it. Yes. They've been moved by the higher power, that what we call the higher power. And you can feel some weight in them. They have some, they have something that I'm attracted to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So grateful for you, man. Uh the rest of you, I've softened them up. You if we he can't fight all 40 of us. We can rush them now. Uh, but uh, thanks again, Paul, for another great uh, spiritual mumbo jumbo workout. It's okay, Dal. You, we're getting you in shape. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Albie. Anybody has a question for Paul? Use the raised hand feature at the bottom of your taskbar and uh, raise your virtual hand. We'll invite you in. Paul, what, what Kurt Zimmerman's got his hand up. Go ahead, Kurt. Come on in, buddy. I was really enjoying Al. <laughs> hey, you know, you said you've been harping on this, but you in one of your books you wrote, and, and it's the only thing I highlighted in the book. Wow. And it says there's an unseen obscuring of what's really happening here. And you said it after that. The, the story about the lion and the sheep. Yeah. And you know, I had heard that story, I don't know how many times in different formats, but I'd never heard it in the context of the way you put it. And I, and I say the context because the con context is really important because I mean, it's one of the, uh, it's one of the gifts of this, this group is things are put into context. You know, like you're not relying on, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. 
And um, I like when you said, you know, in the story you talk about, you know, the little lion sees his reflection. You know, and you think, you know, that's what, that's what you hear the story kind of end. Oh, okay, now he's a lion. But that's not really what happens. No. You know, it's like you said, the sheep consciousness captures it and says, I can become like a lion. Yes. And, and I think the same thing happens in AA sometimes when we hear this message, you know, um, it's like the mental, you know, because I watch it, you know, when I listen to people, I watch it and uh, they have all the information. It's all information. But it just hasn't quite landed yet. And I think it's really important. And you say it all the time about that's the importance of keep pushing up against this thing. Keep coming to the meetings. Keep, you know, I mean, that's what we did in the beginning. I mean, I thought all you guys were full of shit when I came here in 1979. I thought, you know, and then I came for a little bit. And, and then, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was like it took six years, you know, but, it, you know, I'm a slow learner, you know. And, uh, but it's the same process. It was like, okay, you just keep coming. You keep pushing up against us. You keep listening. You keep listening. And finally, you know, you have some kind of revelatory insight about what's being said rather than thinking about what's being said. Yes. So I, that's what I really appreciate the, uh, the format and just, uh, just this meeting. So thanks buddy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, see, by having it the same platform, different things occur. Instead of trying to make everything different all the time, usually the same thing fucking occurs. This is, you keep presenting the same thing, and then uh, you catch the emperor without any clothes on. But I was going to use, I'm going to use that thing you shared just as a part of one of the first uh, little parables I heard that really had an impact on me was the parable of this young lion. And so it was a young lion and it can be applied to what we call self pretty well. So there's a, a mother lion and she has a young cub. And they're roaming around and uh, the young lion's learning a lot just by following his mother. The mother gets killed, young lion is orphaned. Doesn't know what to do, but he's still doing. So he's roaming around and he runs into a herd of sheep. And the sheep know what it is, so they're a little worried. But they realize when the lion's moving towards them, it doesn't know it's a lion. Yeah. It's just and it it the herd, op the sheep open up and the lion comes in and they start smelling each other and everything and it gets adopted by the sheep, so to speak. And it starts living for all intents and purposes as a sheep. And it starts, you know, but it has lion intent in there. But it's, it's living as a sheep and it's learning how to chew cud and they're talking about, uh, you know, curling, it's his mane and everything. And he just goes along with it, doesn't know any better. And he gets to be a pretty good sheep, you know. He becomes one of the uh, bosses of the whole herd because of his size and everything. And he was looking at this female sheep. 
thinking really that he wants to eat her, but it got bypassed into, I'm going to marry her. And so they marry and then they have babies and the babies look a little weird, but they just rationalize that away. And he's living a life of a sheep and appreciated by all the other sheep, but he's feeling a little strange, you know, or a lot strange because he's got these tendencies that are not sheep-like, you know, like to rip some throats off or whatever. So he's blaming himself for being a terrible sheep and having dark nights of the soul. And uh, so what happens is he's roaming around looking for some good grass to chew with the whole herd. And then this old lion comes into the savannah looking to get something to eat. And the old lion's rushing towards the herd and the herd starts going off. And he sees this young lion and it thinks the young lion is joining him in the hunt. But he realizes the lion's running away with the sheep. So he, he veers off, he knocks the young lion down. The young lion rolls and says, oh, Mr. Lion, please, I'm just a humble sheep. Don't eat me or whatever. The old lion's a little perplexed, just grabs it by the scruff of the neck, drags it to the water hole puts both of their heads over the water. The young lion sees his reflection, the old lion, and the same, same. Bamo gets hit. I'm a lion. And then the old lion goes raw. It doesn't have to take roaring classes, classes. It roars. Hasn't roared, roared in years, but it roars just like that because this is its nature. Yes, it's not, it's not a sheep that's going to become a lion. It wasn't a sheep to begin with. Yeah, it's a lion. Okay, so this is the end of the parable, but I found it didn't work. Because what happens, as long as the sheep's there with the old lion, he's going to be reminded that he's the lion. I mean, the young lion. Yeah. And if he can keep looking at their both reflections in the water, he can keep reminding himself. But the fact is, the old lion has other things to do. Yeah. And, he, and the young lion can't live at this water hole looking at its own reflection. The, so he starts leaving. And as he leaves, the sheep programming kicks in. And now he's a sheep again, who's just had a lion experience. Yeah. And now he goes back to the sheep herd. And now he starts, he's got this vague, vague feeling. And he starts talking to other sheep and he convinces other sheep like, hey, it would be great to become like lions. So he opens up a fucking sheep school where they practice roaring and shit like that. And, and he's got pictures of old lions and he's but he's trying to become a, like a lion as a sheep all the while being a lion. Don't you see it? So if that was the conundrum, would you keep chanting to him, you're a lion? No, because he'd be saying, he'd be chanting, I'm a lion as a sheep. You would point out the qualities of the sheep, describe the what it's like to be a sheep, describe how it feels, and then tell him you're not that. Yes? You wouldn't say a damn thing about being a lion. You would say you're not a sheep, because that's the truth. At that moment... The truth relatively is not, he's not being a lion. He's being a sheep. So let's point out the mistake. And then the, the, the lion will correct itself. 
it, you don't, the lion does not have to, because it's thinking it's been a sheep for eight years, does not ever have to become a lion. It's a lion. It's a lion, it's a lion, it's a lion. It's not going to be an arduous thing to become a lion. No, it's not. It will be as a sheep, and it will be futile and fruitless because the wanting to become a lion as a lion, but as a sheep, is going to reinforce the sheep, not the lion. Don't you see? This is the bondage of self. Yeah. It's the bondage of self. This is the dilemma we're in. Yeah, We call ourselves that which has defeated us, which is only going to open us up to more defeat. Yeah, it's not going to, it may not look like it, the last defeat looked like. Yeah, but it's still going to be a defeat. Yeah, because something is going to play God with you. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you have that? That thing that used to talk about the quality of the Coke once you got in recovery was talking about the quality of your, your recovery. Yes, it was judging your how good you were doing when you were shooting coke, and I was judging how you're, you're good you're doing as a sober person. It's playing God. It doesn't. So it's a huge shift in outfits and wardrobe, but it's the same fucking director. Yeah, same director, same, same, same. Doesn't have as much to work with. Yeah, it's not. Can't be so flamboyant. But it's more like that you you know dying from the thousand cuts. Yes, yes. So, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's, it's that part in the book. It says it says our actor is self centered. Yes, right. Not my, not my actor. Our actor. Yes, exactly. Yes, no. exactly. It's very clear. They may not have been clear, but it, throughout the book, it's very clear. But then they switch back to, I manufactured my misery. I'm the problem. I don't believe that. I don't. Yeah. I do not believe. I just don't switch back. I don't go back and forth. Yeah. I was I was there and I not there and I don't go back there. Yeah. Yeah. My head can feel tons of guilt and shame, but my body doesn't vibrate under that anymore. It just doesn't. It doesn't. No way. You're not going to convince me I did that shit that I did while under the influence. There's no way. Because I didn't choose to do it. I was compelled to do it. I was. It was imposed upon me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, this is the whole point of this. I didn't hear it in meetings. I did not hear it. I did not hear it. Maybe it was said, but I don't remember. And uh, I feel like it's very essential to get clear at the beginning the exact nature of the wrong, or you may be trying to get, uh, you know, healthy from the disease, yeah, as the disease. So what the hell? Here we are. And then it uses this this idea and creates community and a we. So it's great. It always produces tons of great effects. Yeah, we get together to hang out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
Yeah. So anyone, John, anyone else, John? Let's see other hands, Paul. Thank you, Kurt. You know, we could really, really go on and on, but, uh, You know, if it would be great if you could take a test and and have a valid way of saying, is someone ready to hear this? Unfortunately, information is here. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, if somebody the head gets to use this message and tries to use it to get out of doing the program, of course, the head's going to try that. Yeah. Are you going to stop offering the message because it can be tainted by the head? No. But will it or can it be tainted by the head? Yes. But that goes to every every answer, every solution, every suggestion, every possibility. The head can make it something other than what we present it to be. Yes, that's what happens. But, you know, this happened to me very early on. I didn't know what was going on. I was, lots was changing. And then someone asked me to do a video and they interviewed me and there I was. So I had broken anonymity. The cat was out of the bag. So I just said, fuck it. I can't get back in there. So yeah, let's just go all the way. And uh, that was like long time ago. And uh, yeah, so I mean, shit, yeah. Mistakes are made, but I'll tell you, uh, I don't care what shit comes my way for, for anyone having more relief than they have now, especially the possibility of it made more available to them. I'm more than willing to go through that shit. Yeah. Cause I want to see people travel lighter. I do. I think that's, you know, I mean, if I could wish that on anything, anything on anybody, it would be traveling lighter in their own circumstances and situations. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, bud. Yeah. Hey, Paul, Greg uh, from Kentucky's got his hand up. All right, Greg. Come on in, Greg. Hey, thank you all very much. Uh, thank you, Paul. I've, I'm new to you, man, uh, but I really like what I'm hearing and it's really giving me a completely different perspective on uh what's going on yeah. with me and yes. uh how my approach to things um i just kind of more wanted to ask uh you know just a little clarification i guess so i'm i'm only nine days sober coming out of a about 11 week relapse yeah. uh the longest point of sobriety was before that i had uh, 42 days and I've been an alcoholic since I was, you know, I started getting drunk when I was about 13, had my first drink when I was seven. And uh, at the end, before my 42 days, I'm pretty sure I was trying to drink myself to death, just hiding in the garage. Um, so just for clarity, to make sure I understood what I think I understood. So not only is my life unmanageable and powerless over alcohol, I mean, even taking the alcohol out of the equation, I'm powerless over my own damn mind. And yeah. I've convinced myself that I'm something that genuinely I am not. And yeah. I can't get myself 
to look at who I really am because I've spent so many years in a bottle convincing myself I am this. Yes. I mean, is that kind of the gist of it? And again, I thank you so much for your time. I really love listening to you speak. Thank you, sir. Yes, that's it. You're fucked, bro. No, truly, you're completely fucked. And that's going to be the greatest. Uh, that's going to be to have the greatest value for you when you get that you're completely fucked. Not wait for your head to get it, but let the innermost take a step and just say, I'm fucked. Yeah. And now just get your get your externals established, meaning not drinking and using, trying to go to meetings if there's live ones there, get a commitment, do some service and get into the we and just follow the suggestions we've all followed and found great success in. And they will bring you into a state of being in the habit of being sober instead of in the habit of drinking. Yeah. And then what's going to be poured for you at the bar of life is going to be a lot different than the concoctions you've been drinking for the last 20, 30 years, 40 years. Yes. Yes. So this is. So this is what I mean. Don't jump the gun. Just get your externals down. Admit that you're fucked and ask for help. And then ask for the ability to receive help because a lot of people get to be experts at asking, but they don't receive the shit. You need to stay around to receive the stuff you're asking for. So let's ask for it and receive it and just get some days going of being sober, bro. And while you see the miracles happen, try to remember them and honor them because that's a demonstration of the new way of life, trusting something infinite rather than finite self. Yeah, there'll be many, many demonstrations of its working. The head would like you to forget them immediately. You got to honor them. And your head, the, the back of the head will be broken through the higher power. Yes, and this program. It really will. So, yes. We're fucked, and that which is talking to us as us is not us. Yeah, because you and I are quite similar in this one thing. You've lived under the same tyranny most of us have lived under. The tyranny is quite the same. They're all different people under the tyranny, but the tyranny is quite similar. Yeah, so the tyranny is being imposed by a singularity on the collective. It's important to recognize that. But right now, the most important thing is to get stay sober, half hour, hour at a time. Yeah. Don't have to think about much. You don't even have to think about what we said here. Just do what we do right now. Yeah. Just do what we do. Yeah. Grab onto a meeting, man, and sit there and listen to other people because you'll realize mostly all you've been listening to is you all th this time and get into the habit of listening to others, not even matter about hearing what they say, just the listening to others will pull out the attention and interest out of your ass. And your life will start getting enriched by that which is defeating you, really. It's using our own interest and attention to defeat us, literally. Yeah, so admit that you're fucked. 
the beautiful thing is don't try to do anything to change that. Don't drink, don't do this. And just, man, so much comes out of that admittance if you don't fill it with something else. Yeah, just admit you're fucked. And uh, perhaps there's going to be a new way. And that is relying on the higher power. That's how program. So happy, I'm really happy that you're here, bro. We're here for you and take advantage of live meetings. And we're here Tuesdays and Thursdays. And uh, we're more than happy to see you anytime. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really, uh, we have two people from Kentucky today here. That's great. Rob and now you. Rob doesn't feel so alone. That's nice. He's got another. Yes. All right. I think we'll say goodbye now. Eh? Yeah, no more hands, Paul. Sounds nice, good. Nice job, John. And also, Mike, are you going to be there today? We have another meeting at 430. Yes. Oh, great. We have a meeting today at 430 based on another topic. But if you're fucked, you're fucked. So come anywhere. Come any meeting. Uh, we got that was Greg. Nice to see you, Greg. Mickey, as always, Matriarch of Madeira. James, nice back piece. Joseph in France, nice to see you, Joseph. Al Vegas, always. Thank you, Al, for the stimulating conversation. Tom, Denver, Kathleen, nice to see you, honey. Another Tom, Greg. Running around with another person in Minneapolis, I think. Mark S., Danny M., Walter, Kurt, as always, Bill, Amber, Amber from Alberta, Michelle from Memphis, wow, Roman, Mueller, Germany, John K., I don't know where John's from, Dana. Oliver, Berlin, Brian, Brian with Greg. Yep, nice to see you guys. Ilane from Germany. Let me go to the other folks. We got Tom, Fletch, Paula, Annette. Uh, I think we got everyone. Steve, San Diego. I'll see Steve this weekend. Oh, yeah, we're going to be live in uh, Kurt Zimmerman. You should come over to Temecula or something. Saturday. We have a talk there. You're, you're coming down this weekend? Yeah, we're going to yeah, be in we, Joshua Tree. Temecula yeah, we, on Saturday at 2 o'clock, a meeting, and then Joshua Tree. Give cool. us a call. You can come and visit us in, on Sunday at Joshua Tree. Yeah, Linda and I will drive out. All right, good. I'm cool. going to hold you to that, bro. All right. And Ted also. Where the hell is Ted? Yeah, we'll drag him along. Yeah, take it. Take a day off from riding that bike, Ted. Come out to Joshua Tree. <laughs> All right. Oh, Axel. There's Axel from Germany, I think. Uh, Tom, I got him. Denver. All right. Thank you so much. See you, everybody. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul.